Al, you mm-hmm. have your life is still in a little bit of upheaval. A little bit, yeah. And uh, it's time for our big announcement of the week. Oh. We have a new co-host on the on the seasonal anime checkup OVA. We do. It is, of course, West Coast Doc Al. Let's, let's give him a round of applause. Welcome to the podcast. Yay! Yeah, I'm on the West Coast now. Congratulations. Uh, it, yay! Coming to you from California, California. California. Um, yeah, it's quite a quite a big move there to go from Alabama to California. Um, but yeah, there's still a lot going on in my life, but this is this is a good move. Um, all the time zones are confusing to me. Yes. We'll figure it out. But yeah. Um this is, this is the West Coast version of me for now. Mm-hmm. Hello. Welcome, welcome to the pod. It's great to have you. Thank you, thank you. Great to nice be to here. Be, nice of you to join us. Yes. Great to be here. What happened uh, to the old version of me? Uh, we can't talk about that legally. Oh, okay. Yikes. Anyways, hello, welcome actually, to this, this week's... Actually, <laughs> this is a good segue into what we're going to talk about, actually. Sure. I will believe that, because I don't know. Yep, it is. Uh, hello, welcome to this week's episode of the Seasonal Anime Checkup OVA. It's a podcast where we have conversations about video games, anime, and manga. Hello, I'm Jared, joined as always by Doc Al and Ladium. Hello. This is episode number 291, and Al played a video game before and after moving. Yeah, that was... That was... Intense. Yes. <laughs> and it was crazy because I kept having to switch between this cart and Animal Crossing, and I was so mad at myself for not getting the digital version of Animal Crossing, so I didn't have to keep switching carts. Mm-hmm. Um, but I got through it, and here we are. I played I played a game. I finally beat it yesterday. You did play a game. Mm-hmm. Al, you played Omori. 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 Mm-hmm. Which is a video game. <laughs> yeah, it's it's an RPG. Mm-hmm. Um, turn-based RPG. I basically knew nothing about it other than I saw it on um, one of the like Nintendo Directs. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that looks interesting. I'll play that. And then Fan Gamer was like, hey, we're putting out a physical version of this game. I was like, pre-order? Yes. Mm-hmm. So I did that. Um, and I came in and I was like, all right, well, let's play this. And it is not anything like I expected it to be. <laughs> not anything. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yep. Um, so yeah, this game came out originally on the computer, computer. on December 25th, 2020. You know, gather around the, the family for a good old <laughs> holiday game. <laughs> uh, and then, like you said, came to Switch, Xbox one Series X and S on June 17, 2022, and then PlayStation 4 on June 24, 2022. hmm So there's all that. Let's talk a little bit about development, because this is about all I can talk about with this game, because I don't know much about it other than you played it. Okay, we're going to talk about it, though. Development's easy. There's yes. a page for it. There is! Oh, stretchy. Uh, Omori was developed over the course of six and a half years, directed by a pseudonymous... That's the word. Pseudonymous artist Omocat, who I know of via, like, they do a lot of, like, anime-inspired uh, apparel. And they've also, like, collaborated with uh, the Hall of Life English Girls for apparel in that way. Um, Have they really? I didn't mm-hmm. know that. Yeah. 
Uh, it is based on Omori, a webcomic Tumblr blog Omocat created to help them cope with their problems during a confusing part of their life. Initially planned as a graphic novel, they switched to as they switched this medium to a video game to enable the audience to make choices in the story. For the game engine, they chose RPG Maker as they deemed it important to support an accessible platform and community. A Kickstarter campaign was launched in 2014 and was successfully funded within one day, with an initial project projected release date of May 2015. A Nintendo 3DS port was promised as a stretch goal, but ultimately never came to fruition due to discontinuation of the console. Backers were instead offered a Nintendo Switch port. To aid the game's creation, Omocat hired several additional team members, including an RPG maker expert, but still had a goal of keeping the team size small. Initially, they initiated... Yeah, someone's very excited. Harry Maxwell. Yeah, that sounds right. Uh, initially, they enlisted their musician friend Space Boyfriend and Slime Girls to help with the soundtrack. After being inspired by Bowen's My Time and coming up with the idea of hidden music tracks, they contacted him as well. As development continued, the team had to change their version of the RPG Maker engine, using this opportunity to refine the game's visual style, story, and gameplay. After crowdfunding money was exhausted, they relied on merchandise sales to continue development. The game would be delayed until into 2019 and early 2020, but again would miss both targets. <laughs> Later in 2020, Omori received its final release date of December 25th when it was released on Windows and Mac OS via Steam. Initially available only in English, the Japanese localization was released on December 16, 2021. Following this, support for simplified Chinese and Korean languages were added on March 18, 2022. Uh, the console versions of Omori were first announced during Playism's Tokyo Game Show 2019 presentation on September 11th. Playism also announced it would be working on a Japanese release of the game, which was initially planned for 2020 but later delayed. During an Indie World presentation in December 2021, it was announced that a Nintendo Switch version would release in Q2 2022. So that must have been when I saw it. That makes sense. Yep, okay. Uh, the Switch and Xbox ports and a new port for Windows 10 were eventually <laughs> released on July 17, <laughs> 2022, with the PS4 port being released on June 24th, like we said. Uh, these versions were developed by MP2 Games and feature additional content not found in the original Steam release. And then, like you said, the physical edition by Fangamer for Nintendo Switch and PS4 was initially planned to launch on the same date, but did not launch until early July. Mm-hmm. So you got all that. Uh, it has a current 87 out of 100 on the Metacritic. Not bad. Yeah. Um, I feel like the things I know about this game are that, like, it was made by Omocat. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, like, compared it to, like, Undertale in terms of, like, you know its style, like, its gameplay and everything, and how it's kind of, like, a game that isn't exactly what it looks like on the surface. It's definitely not a game that it looks... Wait. That statement that you just said, it is correct. <laughs> um, it, it, it has, like, a lot of pastels, and it's cute, and, you know, it's, like, a fun top-down RPG. Mm -hmm. Um but it's dark. Yeah. It's really dark. Oh boy, is it dark. Yeah, I think that's also one of the things that's like that has been like divisive about it is that mm -hmm. like the darkness of it like some people just aren't that into that level of storytelling. Mhm. Mm or like it's, it's that kind of storytelling I should say, so that scene that's been a little bit of a an issue for some folks as I've heard from, but but yeah, like you, I I saw you play that, or you get this, and I was just like, "Huh, that's interesting." <laughs> yeah, especially because it it like has spoopy elements, and I'm not usually a spoopy person. Mm -hmm. Um, and it definitely has some jump scares that got me real bad. Got me real bad. Too spoopy. Too spoopy. 
Um, and I, to be like spoiler free for a moment, like the art is super good. Like it's really, really good. Um, the characters are all super likable. Um, I like the general plot. There are some things in there that are like, oh God, but generally it was good. Um, the combat was fine. Mm-hmm. Um, like it had some interesting things like you have to use emotions to get their battles. Um, so like each character has a skill that can trigger different emotions for both the party members or the enemy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you exploit them kind of like a triangle system that like there's like angry and happy and um, sad. And I think it's like angry is strong against sad. Sad is strong against happy. Hang on. There's a, there's a picture here. Angry, strong against sad, weak against sad is ang- is weak against angry. Sad is strong against happy, but is w- happy is weak against sad, and then happy is strong against angry, but angry is weak against happy. There you go. It, it's the fire emblem triangle system. It, it is. It is exactly that, but with emotions. Yeah. Um. So that was interesting. Um. But I kind of found like a strategy at one point that worked for me because I got to this one boss that was just stupidly hard, and I kept dying. And I finally was like, you know what? I'm just going to try this thing. And it worked. I was like, well, we're just sticking with that from now on then. Um, so after I figured that, I was like, well, you know, this is, yeah. Um, the, I really could like take or leave the combat. Um, the things that are interesting about it though, besides the emotion system are that um, you have like follow-up attacks that, um, rely on like how the characters feel about each other um so like there's a character named kel and kel and aubrey don't always get along very well Mm -hmm. and so if you do a follow-up with one of those um like if if you have a follow-up where kel interacts with aubrey aubrey ends up getting angry after dealing with him and then attacks again but it has a stronger attack um if hero does a follow-up to somebody like if if he does it to aubrey she'll be happy but it'll also heal her um because you have heart which is your hp and then you have juice which is your mp yep um if your if your heart is depleted you become toast um that's what happens to me literally just a piece of toast i like aubrey's because aubrey has a little bow on her toast um, it has the the old persona system of like if the main character dies, it's over. Ugh. Yeah, that sucked a few times. It was like mm-hmm. I had life jam to heal you from toast. Come back. Um there's also a life jam guy who runs around, he's kinda like the Kool-Aid man. And he just tries to sell you life jam and says it really works. It's kind of fun. Um but yeah, so that was a, a, a neat system to have like character specific interactions. Um, and they're tiered. So, like, as you keep going through the game, like they power up, but also they um, can kind of tell a story in the sense that, like, 
Aubrey's first one with Amori is her trying to get his attention. He doesn't notice. Her second one is her trying even harder to get his attention. And he doesn't notice. The third level of it is he finally notices her and she gets like super, super happy and does an intense attack. So that's pretty cool that it like builds upon itself. Um, but still like it's, it's fine. Could have been better. Could have been worse. Yeah, that's probably uh, one of the things that, like, you know, considering this game was built off of RPG Maker, like, you're probably not going to get, like, super in-depth with, like, the, the combat specifically. No. Because, like, you know, it's a fairly traditional style of JRPG that they use for RPG Maker, essentially, so. Yeah, and I mean, like, I love turn-based combat. You know that better than anybody. Um... I just feel like at times it was like annoying how difficult the bosses were unless you just like found ways to exploit it. And then you're just like, mm -hmm. oh, cool. Well, this is what I'm doing now. Right. Um, because I would typically make the boss angry. No angry. Yes, angry. <laughs> um, I, I would make them like double angry because you can stack it. Um, wait, would I make him angry? I don't remember which one it was. Um, now that I'm not looking at it. Anyway, I would pick, like, I think it was, I would be happy, they would be angry, um, and it, like, lessened their attacks on us, but, um, it worked really well. Mm -hmm. So, and our speed went up, so I could be like, blah, 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 blah. Um... So yeah, I guess that's my my spoiler free version of it. Like, I enjoyed what I played of it. Mm -hmm. um, it is it is extremely dark, and that is something that like needs to be known going in. Um, I I didn't realize how dark it was gonna be, and at moments I was like, oh, I gotta step away from this for a moment. <laughs> um, but it is. A, a really, I guess, cool interpretation, cool and uh, odd way of using that word, um, of like anxiety, depression, um, isolation, trauma. Like it was, it was a unique way of portraying it. And I think that it was um, respectfully done. It, it's just like, it can be heavy. It can mm -hmm. be very heavy. Right. Um, so that is my spoiler-free version of it. Yay. Well, now let's talk about some spoilers. Okay, so um, you are, like, put in this fun, pastel-y world um, where you play as Mori. Initially, you, like, wake up in this, like, white space. It's basically, like... You have a computer, you have a tissue box. It's like, this is for crying away your sorrows or something like that. You have um, a sketchbook that's like all horrifying drawings. Eventually you can like pick up a knife and then leave. Um, but then you go into this like fun world where you hang out with three of your friends. You hang out with Aubrey, Hero, and Kel. Um, Basil is also there, but Basil is not part of your party. Um, he also has an older sister. I call her Mari, but I think they pronounce it Mary, technically. 
Um, but M A R I is Mari to me. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Mary, Mari, whatever you want to call her, I'm calling her Mari. Um, that's his older sister. And she can always be found no matter what in the game, like with a picnic basket and some food ready and ready to give you some encouragement. Um, so you, you get to like initially go hang out with them and look at some pictures and, um, some of the, the pictures like at one point get, get messed up. Um, and Basil at one point goes missing. Anyway, at one point in this like initial thing, um, this is where you're like, oh God, things are really messed up. Is that Amori ends up going back to the white space, the like little box room. And the only way to get out of the space at that point is to open up the menu and select that you stab yourself. Ow. Yeah. So he just like guts himself and then you wake up and you're like, oh, hey, this is the real world. And you're a teenage boy named Sonny. You get to name your character if you want, but Sonny is his default name. Um, and he's actually moving out in three days. His mom keeps leaving him voicemails. Um, you can you can go like brush your teeth, which is fun. Um, but he ends up like having some crazy hallucinations and like visions and stuff that like mess with him real, real bad. Um, and he has to essentially go through these like battles where I think that one he learns how to calm down. Um, like a voice keeps telling you like, Hey, you need to calm down. You need to calm down. Eventually it's a skill you can use and he calms down and like overcomes his fear. Um, that one was a fear of heights and the staircase. Um, so you have to do these repeatedly once you're in the real world, but yeah, Sonny is basically a Mori, but like a little bit older and has color. He's not just black and white, which I guess that's another thing to mention is that Amori is black and white. And everybody else has like a purplish pastel-y tint to them in the, in the headspace, the, the fun, vibrant place. <laughs> the fun, vibrant place. Yep. Yep. Okay. And so, um, yeah, Basil is your other friend. Basil really likes flowers. Basil's kind of like a, a soft happy boy that you, you have to take care of, but something seems to really be bothering him. Um, but he goes missing and then um, Amori, Aubrey, Kel, Hero are like, oh, well, we're, we're going to go on a mission and find Basil. Um, worth mentioning, Aubrey, Kel, Amori, slash Sunny, and um, Basil are all the same age. Hero is three years older. He's also Kel's older brother. Um, Hiro and Mari are the same age and they are, I think, dating. Seems like they're dating. There are multiple pictures of them like asleep together and holding hands and stuff like that. So I think they're dating. It's not explicitly said, but I'm going to say that they were. So anyway, um, you have to like go through a bunch of different areas to try and find basil. So you like 
climb up into outer space and fight a super jacked Pluto at one point, which by the way, is a very hard fight. Very, very hard. Um, you run into a guy that's called like SpaceX boyfriend and then he's space boyfriend again. And then he gets another title later. He becomes space husband. <laughs> and then he becomes SpaceX husband. <laughs> Poor space boy goes through a lot. <laughs> um, but essentially you're like going through all these areas and um, looking for basil. And um, in, in the midst of all that, like you'll, you'll complete an area, then you'll go back to the real world. Um, Sonny will wake up and you'll do like a day in the life of Sonny. And there are divergent routes here. And um, one of the ones that exists is the Hikigomori route where you just don't ever leave your house mm-hmm. um, in order to get like an ending that isn't terrible. Um, Kel will come and like knock on your door and be like, hey, buddy, I didn't expect you to actually answer the door, but like you want to hang out? That'd be fun, right? Um, so you get to hang out with Kel and go to like the comic book store and go get groceries because Hero's coming home from college. We need to go get him some Hero sandwiches because that's how he got his name. He really likes them. Um. And you, you kind of find out like everybody's been real messed up. And the reason they've been real messed up is because Mari committed suicide like three or four years ago. Yikes. Yep. So they all kind of like grew apart once that happened. Um, Kel seems the most okay out of everybody. Um, Aubrey basically feels like everybody should have been more sad than they were and becomes a delinquent. But she also goes to church, which is odd. A, a delinquent churchgoer. Um, like I said, Sonny becomes a, a shut-in. He like quits school and never leaves his house. Um, Hero went to college, but he had a year where he was like in severe depression and wouldn't do anything at all. Um, and what snapped him out of that was that like he, Kel was trying to like cheer him up at one point and he like freaked out on Kel and started crying. And then his parents ran in, like only would pay attention to hero and hero was like, Oh God, this is messed up. They're only paying attention to me. And so he goes over to Kel and it's like, all right, we're, we're good now, buddy. We're good. We're friends. It's all right. Um, so that's how they were able to like repair their relationship and move on a bit but everybody's very much like hit by by this death um and basil is just like for lack of a better word a hot mess like anytime you go around basil in real life just you are it's very clear something is very very wrong very wrong um so that's that's a thing. Um, I obviously chose to leave my house and go hang out with Kel. He seemed like a nice enough dude. Go hang out with him. 
I'll get him some orange soda. Literally, that's a joke in the game. Good. That Kel's favorite is orange soda. Good. It's like, yeah. So I was just always like, hey, Kel, you want some orange soda? He's like, yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you you end up like running into Aubrey and her, her hooligans. Literally, they're called the hooligans in the game. Um, and Aubrey's like stolen Basil's photo book because Basil used to take a lot of pictures of everybody and had a photo book and like tried to save all the memories. Um, and Aubrey took that and at one point gets like super, super mad at Basil and pushes him. And he, I think I may be like thinking of a different part. Anyway, that comes later. Um, we have to go get the album back essentially. We find pictures. There's a lot of pictures missing. Um, I have to figure out like where where are they? Apparently, Aubrey still has them. Um, you get to do another day in the in in the vibrant funland. Um, I think that's one where you take on Sweetheart's castle and you find out that Sweetheart is the ex girlfriend of SpaceX boyfriend. She also falls in love with Hero at one point. Hero's like, um, I'm sure you're a real nice gal and everything, but like, no. <laughs> so we get thrown in the dungeon. Thanks, but no thanks. Thank you, but no thank you. Um, They each have their own like skill set. You can tag people in. And Heroes is just that he's like extremely charming to everybody. Um, so like, if you want somebody to do something for you, you just tag in to have, have hero in. He'll just like charm the person. They're like, okay, yeah, we'll do whatever you want. Um, including like the stores in the game are mailboxes and you can switch to hero and talk to some of the mailboxes and they'll give you a discount. Cause he's so charming. So charming. So charming. Um, Aubrey's is just that she takes a baseball bat and destroys. Um, Kel can take a ball and like knock stuff down with it. And um, Amori's is that he can like cut through stuff with a, with a knife. Um, but as you're like switching between all of the the different worlds, like you have to overcome the fears. Like I said, there's one that's heights, one that's spiders, um, which as soon as I played that one, it's like, there's no way you could play this game because there's like spidery legs on the screen at one point and like they'll come and grab you. I was like, nope, no, you Yucky. would not. You could not do this. Um, the last one is a fear of drowning. Um, and every time he has to overcome this fear, he keeps hearing this voice of like, um, I forget what all they are, but it's like calm down, persist, um, stuff like that. And he eventually learns those skills and is able to get over his fears. Um, while the like vibrant areas, like the headspace, those are like fun and interesting. They don't actually have a whole lot of plot relevance until later on. Mm-hmm. It's mainly just like, hey, we're on a search for Basil and we're going to hang out with Mari on the picnic blanket and get to know these characters. 
um, like most of the plots happening in the real world, which again brings me back to what I was trying to say earlier is that um, at one point, Kel and Sonny find Aubrey like bullying Basil in like this lake spot where they used to hang out as kids. And Aubrey gets mad at Basil and pushes him into the lake. And um, Sonny freaks out and is like, oh God, I have to go after after Basil. Um, but Sonny can't swim. Or at least not well. Well, that's not good. Yeah, so now Basil and Sonny are both in there. And he has like a, Sonny has like a flashback of Mari saving him at one point from the lake. Um, but this time you're saved by Hero. Yay! Hero's like, hi, I'm back from college. Glad you didn't drown. Woo! I decided I could be your hero baby. Oh my god. Um, one thing that I really enjoyed about Hero, although it was kind of sad and like this is a, I guess a, a, an interesting representation of like what what can happen here um hero in the headspace loves to cook and hero in the pictures he used to cook um hero is actually your healer which was an interesting thing that like your your tallest oldest character is just like your healer um i didn't expect that at all your tank is like the tiny girl. <laughs> um, but he has a conversation with, I think it was Amori at one point, and he's like, hey, you know, Amari keeps telling me that I should like go become a chef. And, you know, my parents are really pushing for me to become a doctor. What do you think, Amori? What should I do? And I was like, yo, go be a chef. That sounds cool. You're into it. Do that. Um, but then, once you get back to the real world, you find out that he's been in college to be a doctor, that he gave up on that whole idea of being a chef once Mari died. What if he was a chef doctor? Chef doctor. Dr. Chef. Dr. Chef. He could do that, I guess. Um, just cook some eggs while also doing surgery. Yeah. Yeah. Just, you know, you got two hands. One to cut, one to cook. Two ways of healing, right? Yeah. Um. Which, I mean, that is, that is something that, like, is interesting. The doc, the whole idea of him being a doctor is to, like, heal people, to make people better, which is what he does in the headspace. But he does it through cooking, which is his passion. But because he felt like he couldn't do it without Mari, he's like, all right, cool. Well, I'll just, like, go through the motions and do whatever my parents want me to do. So that was a sad thing when you realize that and um, talk to him about it. And if you try and take him to Mari's um, grave, he's like, nope, no, I'm not ready. Um, he hasn't been there, I guess, in, in the four years since um, everything happened. He feels really bad about it. Mm -hmm. Um. So you, you're bouncing back between the two. Um, eventually you end up like going to Basil's little shoe house in the headspace. 
and there's like this big terrifying hole and um takes you to the black space and um basil keeps like trying to talk to amori and like dying terribly um and eventually like amori walks up to basil and just stabs him in the gut and murders him and then just like walks up to like this throne made out of hands and sits on it and I was like, what is happening right now? This what is, is fine. This? this is not fine. It's not fine. Um, and then like the next time you go to Headspace, no one can remember Basil. Nobody can remember what you're even there for. And they're like, yeah, we're on an adventure. What are we doing again? I don't know. Um, and at one point in the Headspace, you run into this like coral tree. And Coral Tree's like, hello, would you like an info dump? I'm like, yeah, I would, in fact, like an info dump. Um, and and you get some information about, like, different characters that are hanging around. Like, there's, there's one named Humphrey, who's this big whale. Turns out that, like, Humphrey was... Um, like in a kid's book that Sonny liked as a as a kid, so he put this into his his headspace as a character. Um, you get swallowed by him at one point. <laughs> um, you also fight the slime girls in there, which I guess is worth mentioning that the slime girls and Space Boyfriend were mentioned earlier. The music, mm-hmm. um, they're also characters. Um, and at one point. You, you end up like falling into the black space and you see a guy trying to chop down a tree. And if you go and talk to him, he's like, you're not my son. And then like keeps trying to chop down the tree, but says like, why won't this fall down? Why won't it fall down? Uh, and you're like, okay, something is not okay here. Um, you also have to collect keyboard keys the whole time because you have to do a a hangman thing um which is also relevant um so yeah you you on on the day before you're supposed to leave end up talking to aubrey heroes like bruh like Sunny's not here for very long. We need to be friends. We need to like connect again. Let's let's just hang out. Um and they decide like, hey, we're gonna like hang out with each other and go to like the tree house in the back of the yard. Um, and as you're going in the back of your yard, you see that there's a tree stump back there. And it's the exact same like area that you just saw of the guy chopping down the tree. And um, Hero's like, all right, let's just keep going. Let's go to the tree house. Um, hang out there. You get this little key from the last picture that has been missing. And the key says, like, remember, it's in the toy box. Um, but they reminisce. They're like, you know what? We're, we're friends no matter what. We're good. We're friends. Um, and Aubrey gets upset and runs off at one point. You follow her back to the tree stump. 
and you find out like this is where Mari hung herself. Yikes. Or hanged herself. I don't remember the actual like past tense of it. Anyway, that's where she died. And so the whole thing that you were seeing earlier was his dad cutting down the tree. Um, so she puts a pinwheel there and like at one point you can go back to Mari's um, grave and have like a little picnic and Hero apologizes for like not being able to like come see her in the four years. Um, there was also a scene, I think it was on the second day where they stay, um, Hero and Kel stay at your house. And um, at one point, Sunny hears music and goes downstairs and goes to this room where there's a piano and you see like Mari playing the piano um, and talking to, to Sunny and then, you know, disappears because she's dead. Um, and then Hero comes running down and is like, hey, you okay? Like I heard some music and it's like, whoa, ghost is real. Um, but Sunny leaves and like, if you look back in, Hero is just like losing his like crying at the piano and saying how much he misses her and all that. It's like, oh my God. Um, so yeah, um, they keep realizing like Basil's really not okay. Basil's super not okay. We don't know what's going on with Basil, but Basil's super not okay. For the last night, everybody decides like, we're just going to stay at Basil's house because you know, we all need to stick together. This is what's left of us. We got to stick together. And Basil won't come out of his room at one point while you're all there. And um, Sonny ends up having a nightmare. And you have to, like, go through this nightmare and piece things together and, like, have his um, memories basically reconstructed and you realize that the headspace this whole time has been him like basically retreating into himself and trying to like repress memories um because you find out what actually happened is that Sonny and Mari were practicing together to do a recital Mari was going to do piano and Sonny was going to play violin and Sonny was getting really frustrated because Mari was like a super perfectionist about the, the music and he didn't get to hang out with his friends because he had to practice the violin. He was just getting really, really mad. And so at one point he got super and he threw his violin down the stairs and broke it. So Mari like comes at him and starts yelling at him and asking like, why would you do that? And again, Sonny's like super, super mad. He's really frustrated and he just like kind of shoves her out of the way. And when he does that, she falls down the stairs. And um, when he goes down the stairs to see if she's okay, like he keeps calling her name and realizes, oh, she's, she's not okay. He's like, oh, oh, she just needs to sleep. It's fine. It's fine. And so he drags her up the stairs and puts her in bed. And, um, Basil shows up and sees all this and real they realize together like she's dead. She died from that fall down the stairs. Um, so Basil comes up with a plan because Basil is worried about like Sonny going to jail for killing his sister, basically. 
So Basil says that they're going to frame it as a suicide. So they drag her body out of the house, take a jump rope, tie it as a noose, and then hang her body from the tree. And they're, they're leaving. They're going back in the house and they both look back and um, they can see like one of her eyes bulging out of her head, like through her hair. And that ends up becoming this thing called something that like haunts you throughout the game. So you see like this like black mass, like a long black thing with like one eyeball sticking out of it. Mm-hmm. And like that's when you realize like, oh, it's her hair and the eye. That's what this something has been this whole time. Um, so Sunny, you know, had repressed all that with the headspace and became a hikikomori. And Basil's just been kind of dealing with this on his own of like, oh God, I've helped do this. And also my best friend murdered his sister accidentally. I guess it's manslaughter. Um, and has to cover up for Sunny a few times. Um, and keep saying to Sunny, like, hey, this isn't you. This is something that, that was making you do this. Like something made you push her down the stairs. And um, at one point, the photo album gets like black marker. He's like, yes, yeah, something made that happen, right? That's not you. You didn't do it. I'm like, oh, God, Basil's not okay. Basil's really not okay. So yeah, that was a that was a big scene. A lot to take in. A lot to take in. It was like, oh my, okay. Um so Basil is upset because Sonny finally came back and you know he felt like they could they could work through this together. But then he finds out like Sonny's moving away and he's like, you're leaving me again. I can't handle this. So um, at one point, Sonny wakes up from his nap time at Basil's house. And this is again, another junction for endings. You can either go back to sleep or you can go help like check on Basil. If you go back to sleep, Basil commits suicide. Yikes. Yep. Um, and there is another ending where Basil commits suicide. And, you know, he was saying, this isn't you. Something is is making this happen. And um, you realize at some point, like, some of the things that happens when he's a Mori reflect in the real world. And so one of the endings that you can get is a double suicide in the sense that Basil dies. And if you pick up a knife in your house that's sunny, um, you wake up with a knife just like shoved into your chest and and die. Um, So yeah, that's that's a whole thing. Um, So you find out like Amori this whole time has just been a way to like repress that trauma and um anytime that like there was a threat 
of the truth coming out, Amori's like, oh no, we're gonna we're gonna make sure that this stays where it's supposed to be. We're gonna not let that come back up. Um so you kind of realize, at least in the ending that I got, that Amori is the true villain of the game. Because he's the one that's not letting Sonny like deal with this trauma and move on. Mm-hmm. Um, which is again pretty messed up. Um, when you when you meet with Basil in his room and like try and help him, it goes horribly wrong. You end up in a battle with him. Um, they both have the something behind them, and um, Basil sees it as an opportunity to like kill the something that's behind you to try and free you from like whatever influence this thing is um ends up like stabbing sunny with the garden shears and his eyeball ow big time ow um but they beat each other up until the point that they like pass out um and when he's going through all of that um amori like not amori uh sunny goes through a literal memory lane it's a street with street lights that like you go through the lights and have like good memories um with your friends which i guess i forgot to mention at one point you do go to that toy box i mentioned the key but you go to the toy box and realize like the broken violin is there so he has that with him um and going through this memory lane ends up repairing the violin piece by piece and um by using you know the power of friendship oh i've heard of that yeah um this this violin repairs itself and um you end memory lane in like a a stage essentially and the the three friends Kel, aubrey and hero are there like hey buddy like we know what happened it's all gonna be okay like you know we'll we'll st- still be with you it's it's okay just go perform so he gets up on stage and he does like a his his final recital with mari finally um which was nice um but then eventually you have to actually fight Amori. Amori is the final boss, which I was telling you when I was playing. I was like, this feels scripted. Mm-hmm. This feels very scripted. Um, it kind of is. Um, so what happens here is that you fight Amori and the whole time he's basically just like, you're worthless. There's nothing good about you. You deserve to die. Like you're a horrible person, blah, 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 blah. And you're really trying to fight this. And he keeps trying to erase you. And um, he will kill you. And you get a game over. And you hit retry. And this is how you get the good end is that you hit retry and you fight him again, he kills you again. You hit retry once more. 
And then there's a mechanic that has been through the game that like Amori will always survive a fatal hit with one HP. And um, this ends up transferring to Sunny after your second retry. And he basically just like stands up, gets off the floor, has his violin, he's like, bring it, let's go. <laughs> um, and so he basically uses the power of music and friendship and love and forgiveness for himself and um, ends up hugging Amori and Amori disappears. Um, Sonny wakes up. He's in the hospital. His eyes all bandaged. Um, and when he wakes up, he just like falls into like immediate tears. He's just like losing his mind. Um, and then he gets out of the hospital room and you go to Basil's room and all of his friends are there. And um, the final line of the game is basically like, I have to tell you something. So you realize like Sonny is going to come clean about what happened to mm -hmm. everybody. But then that's how it ends. So you don't know like how they actually react. Um, there is a, a special ending you can get. Um, I did not get this. But if you water all of Basil's flowers every single time in the headspace, um, you get a, a scene of Basil and Sunny like smiling at each other and the, the somethings behind them disappearing. So you realize like they both are able to accept what happened and move on. Just good. Yeah. Um, if you don't hit continue, um, Amori will still hug Sunny, but Sunny disappears and Amori takes over and then he wakes up in the hospital and jumps off the roof of the hospital and commits suicide. Yikes. Yep. Um, there is, I think I mentioned that Hikikomori route where you literally just stay in the headspace most of the time like when you're in the real world you just kind of like do chores to move time forward and then go to the headspace and there's like some things that are unique to that route but i'm not doing that route because that seems real messed up mm -hmm. um but essentially that one is just like well you're not moving on you can't get past this um but you you do realize like the voice that was telling Amori this whole time, like that everything was okay, was Mari. She was the one who was telling him to calm down, the one who was telling him to persist, to get over his fears. Um, and she mentioned several times like her little ghost form, like, I love you, I forgive you, it's okay. Um so that that helps him move on a bit so um this game is dark seems like it yeah there's like a lot of weird jump scares occasionally um apparently the character that does the most jump scares is called hell mari or hell hell mary <laughs> um but like all the the hell versions of her just like elongated broken neck terrifying versions of her that will like jump out at you mm -hmm. and i hate it it was so scary um so yeah i i, I came away from that i was like whoa that was a lot 
I'm glad that I got the ending that I got because otherwise I would have been sad or sadder. Um, I think it was smart to end it the way that they did and not have like the actual reactions from the friends because I feel like that would have been weird to do. Mm-hmm. Um, you just kind of leave that up to the player of like, how do they actually react to him coming clean on this? Um, because I'm sure there is going to be like some some anger and some resentment. Right. But I'm sure that they also realize like this has been weighing really hard on both him and Basil for a long, long time. And that it honestly was an accident. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting take on the whole like power of friendship. Uh trope (laughs) i don't know what do you think it seems very very spooky it was very spooky well not spooky i guess like it's very like i mean as you said earlier like it is very dark it is very heavy with its themes and everything and like does not shy away from any of that in the slightest it seems like nope nope and I mean, you you have moments where, like, you if you have that fear active, like, you completely freeze up. Even, it's funny because, like, Sunny's fear, Amori's fear, whatever, um, like, they're, they're based in more of, like, stuff that happened with Mari. But even, like, if you run into a spider fight with Hero, like he will basically be useless because he'll go into the fight afraid. Mm-hmm. Um, if you run into any of the like something enemies with your party, everybody but Amori is useless. They're terrified. Um And I, I mean, I think that it's implied at one point, like, or it's implied to me anyway, that like his dad's gone. Like, I don't know if he just like left because of the like trauma of the whole thing or what happened, but you know, there's the scene of the, the like silhouette version of him saying, you're not my son and cutting down the tree. And you don't know if that's actually something that he said, or if it's just like what Sonny thinks that he might say. Mm -hmm. Um, but like you know that there's gonna be like some some rough feelings for everybody involved here. Um, but I feel like it it could have had potential to be like too like Saturday morning cartoon if it was just like, well we told everybody and now it's all okay. Yeah. Um. So like leaving it as him just saying I have something to tell you I think is is a lot more powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the animated sequences throughout this are just absolutely beautiful. Um, like I could watch the scene of him getting up off the floor and like getting ready to play the violin again, basically like bring it. I could watch that repeatedly. It's such a beautiful animation. Um, Yeah, I mean it's it's an interesting game. It's it's a good game that does like some unique stuff and has 
like I said, a respectful way of, of dealing with like trauma and depression, anxiety, et cetera. Um, while also like balancing it out with the, the headspace moments. So it's not just beat you over the head, heavy, dark the whole time. Like you right. obviously know there's something going on there and you know that something's wrong, but you're able to like balance it out by like going to play with your friends and whatever. And, um, it kind of takes on a new angle when you're like, Oh God, this was just him like trying to go back to the glory days and repressing everything. And you realize when Amori like kills Basil in the, in the black space that like the reason that Basil goes missing and the reason that people start forgetting Basil is because Amori's trying to keep everything hidden in that headspace and keep it all happy and fun like oh this kind of puts a new angle on what i was thinking was the nice part of the game (sighs) but yeah basically i got the only ending where like people don't die (laughs) well it's good to hear yeah yeah um as a side note you can also like get part-time jobs which is weird for you to be like hello i've been a hikikomori for four years at this point let me just go become a pizza delivery guy um but (laughs) i will tell you that it was funny because the whole idea behind the pizza delivery is like yeah everybody who orders pizza they're they're regular so we don't have the addresses so here are some notes and you just have to like look at the notes and figure out which house to deliver it to. All right, bye. And all the handwriting. No, thank you. (laughs) Well, the handwriting is all intentionally absolutely garbage. But because my handwriting is absolute garbage, I was like, oh, I can read this. I know exactly what to do. (laughs) Literally every time I was like, oh, I know where this is. All right, cool. 100% did every single one of the pizza deliveries. Oh my God. Yep, because I'm so used to terrible handwriting. I was like, oh, I can read this. It's good. Like, it's intentionally made to be almost legible. And I'm like, hey, 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 I got this. Um, so that's one of the part-time jobs. You can also work at the, the grocery store and swap flies. And you can work at the hardware store and do what every retail employee ever has had to do, which is put things back in the appropriate spot because people just put them wherever they want to put them whenever they go shopping. Yeah, that sounds about right. You make $20 for each of those things. Um, But I did think it was weird. It was like, he literally just came out of his house for like the first time in like four years and now he's a pizza delivery guy or, you know, getting jobs. I'm like, what is this? Um, my favorite part about it though, is that Kel, every time, like he'll leave you to do your part-time job. And then when you're done, he's like, Hey, I just sat out on a bench and talked to strangers. It was fun. I was like, okay, thanks Kel. It's kind of like a big dumb energy. I love him. He's a himbo. He's, he's, he's a good kid though. So. Everybody's going to have a lot of stuff to deal with in this game and post whatever happened, but um, it, it was 
at least satisfying to get some of the characters through the repression and the trauma-ish. Everybody's going to need so much therapy. Just a smidge. Just a smidge. So what do you think, like, overall about... I mean, besides the fact that it was dark, like, what, what do you what do you think about what I was saying? Besides the fact that I'm also terrible at describing this. <laughs> um, I think, like, mostly it does kind of feel like a lot of the initial impressions, like, that I heard about it seem pretty spot on mm-hmm. in terms of, like, the games it was compared to and everything and all of that. So it definitely seems like, one of those kinds of games that like you really got to go in blind to really fully appreciate like what it's doing and everything. That's why I asked you before I did this. I'm like, are you okay with me spoiling it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it seems like, like I said earlier, I think it's interesting in terms of like, you know what they're doing with the themes and everything and like how they're kind of molding all that into the game itself, especially with like the, the gameplay stuff when it comes to like the, you know, the, the triangle stuff and all that so some interesting ideas scattered throughout and i also realized after everything um i was telling you about the scene where amori like murders basil and then goes to sit on like the throne of red hands and i was like oh my god it's red-handed caught red-handed he was afraid of getting caught red-handed Nahone. Nahone. And um, there are like areas where if you go out of bounds, these like hands come and grab you. And another thought that I was having is he was like, hands, hands are weapons to him because that's how he accidentally murdered his sister. Wild. Or he was going to tell people to catch these hands. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's a Mori. Well, there you go. Yep. I'm not gonna play any of the other routes. Um You're good. I'm good. I'm good. I don't I don't need the like way darker endings. I'm solid. I looked them up to see what they were. I'm like, nope, no, I'm solid. Nope, I'm done. Yeah, that's that was it. that was me with Undertale, where it's like, you know, you could do the other endings where like you kill everyone. I'm just like, no, I'm good. No, no, I'm solid. I'm solid. Mm-hmm. That's me right now. Uh, So yeah, that's going to do it for this week's episode then. Mm -hmm. So if you'd like more from us, head on over to seasonalanimecheckup.com or sac.cool where you can find past episodes of this podcast and other podcasts like Jared and Al Watch. You can also find columns and reviews on the site as well. If you'd like more from Anladium, go to anladium.com. She's got columns and reviews. You can find us on Twitter and TikTok at Anime Checkup. You can buy our books, One Shining Moment of Critical Analysis of Love, Life, Sunshine, and Hot Tubs and Pac-Man on Amazon.com. And you can support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash S-A-C-O-V-A. Buy us a slice of pizza, get access to unedited versions of the podcast early, and a whole wealth of bonus content as well. Mm-hmm. Next week, we're going to say goodbye to July and talk about something. I don't know. Oh, my God. It's almost August. Yep. Let's.